Welcome to Acona Beyond the Articles, the podcast of Acona Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode. Hi, I'm multimedia editor Chloe Mintz, and in this podcast episode, I'm going to discuss sustainability and economics. I realize that's a very vague and broad topic, but today I'm terribly unscripted, so let's just get into it. So I guess the premise of my idea with sustainability has honestly been spurred from A, doing more research, reading the news every day, and just trying to be a little bit more cognizant and aware of my carbon footprint. I believe that is the term that we like to use. But it has also come from just other influencers in my life. And I actually do mean influencers, like social media influencers. Um, I realize that's probably terribly cringy. But there is one influencer that I do follow um, on YouTube. And what I really like about this YouTuber, her name is Rachel Wen. She, number one, just creates very pleasing videos, if that makes sense, in terms of cinematography and music selection and just shots and different things like that. And it also is more writing-based. And as someone who is very interested in both multimedia and journalism, it's very interesting to see how she kind of cultivates her life in this online space. So anyway, that is Rachel Wen, and I will leave a link for her in the article description, but I think she's incredibly talented. But I was watching a video of hers and she was talking about sustainability and how what she does every day to be a little bit more sustainable. And at first glance, and I'm not saying that she's a bad person or anything because sustainability is definitely something that is very important and should be practiced on the regular. But at first glance, I thought that this was one of the best videos because I feel as if we don't always talk about sustainability and they were more so ways and how like we can adapt our everyday lifestyle to be sustainable as opposed to purchasing so many new things if that makes sense and I'll get more into that in a minute but prior to Rachel one I was also reading the author Sally Rooney and I don't know if anyone is familiar with Sally Rooney I actually wrote another article about her novel Conversations with Friends um, a few weeks ago now, but she writes fiction. She writes fiction number one, but inherently in her writing, she speaks a lot about capitalism and about the economy and about classism. So I had had a bunch of thoughts kind of jumbled in my head about things that I kind of knew about because I'm obviously aware of capitalism and I'm aware of um, consumerism but I hadn't really put it into a perspective from someone so also to kind of explain a little bit more Sally Rooney is Irish so I am not terribly well informed with the Irish government or Irish economy but I'm pretty sure I'm not entirely certain if it is capitalist like America is. But anyway, it was just interesting to get a foreign perspective because I mostly see capitalism from the American perspective. So that's what I'm trying to say. So it was very eye-opening. And it was also 
eye-opening in the sense that it was not an informative piece because like I mentioned Sally Rooney writes fiction so it was very interesting to see her opinions so clearly displayed and how they affect her characters on the regular. So anyway, prior to Rachel Wen's video, I'm kind of thinking about capitalism, I'm thinking about consumerism, and I'm just kind of evaluating my day-to-day life and how I shop a lot. And I'm trying to work on that. I definitely think I am working on it, but I was, I've recently gotten a credit card, um, which is obviously under my family's name because I don't have my own personal job because I'm spoiled like that, but... I have a credit card for times in which I want to get gas or if I want to pick up food or if I go to the grocery store and I don't use my credit card, um, I suppose in a way that's like an overuse. I don't overuse it and I don't use it immaturely, if that makes sense. Like I I don't just throw the money around because I realize that that's not healthy. That's not good. And I definitely am trying to work on budgeting a lot more because... I cannot live off my parents forever. I realize that I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to be supported by them and to not necessarily have to worry about income or finances at the present moment. But I definitely want to be able to support myself out of college. So anyway, I'm trying to budget myself. But what I'm trying to say is at least once a week, I will go get breakfast somewhere. I also get gas once a week. And I also go to the grocery store quite often because the grocery store is my favorite place to be literally. So I was kind of doing a lot of totaling of just how much I was spending. And I was like, that's just a lot of money. And I'm like, do I actually need those things? And I realized that those are necessities, if you will, like food is important, gas is important. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, do I need to be going out to eat every single day if I'm also going to the grocery store to get food to make things at home? And I was like, no, and not that I was going out to eat every single day, but I was just like, I can totally make something from home if I have the right ingredients at home. So I was just thinking about that a lot more. So that's what kind of got me into sustainability. And I was thinking about that. So anyway, back to Rachel Wen's video. I am really cycling back and forth with a bunch of different topics. But I was watching Rachel's video and obviously she's very well off because she's I don't want to say very well off, but she can support herself. She can support herself just fine. I don't think finances um, is a particular difficulty for her. I'm sure at a time it was because everyone kind of struggles as an internet persona or even just, not just an internet persona, but in their first job the first time around. But anyway, I'm watching her, I'm watching this video, and I'm thinking that it's very interesting. And she's going through like what she's doing, and she's like, oh... I So one of the first things that she did to be sustainable was make her own milk from home because like we don't want to use too much plastic or like for a gallon of milk, the um, packaging can sometimes be plastic or it can be like that cardboard um, paper that they, not paper, but like that cardboard material that they use. And even though those are recyclable, it's still recyclable. A majority of what we recycle still ends up in landfills and she was also saying like how she liked to thrift shop because that made things a little bit better because she was reusing products rather than buying new things um and hopefully ensuring that those products would not end up in landfills which I feel like 
a landfill is kind of inevitable at some point, but I'm sure that you want to make the most of your product. So anyway, she was talking about that and she was making her own milk and she had like her own compost machine. And I was just like thinking about these things a lot. And then, so while I'm thinking that this is so smart and that this, I was so proud of her for being able to do this because I was like, I could never, ever, ever do that in a million years solely because sustainability is incredibly difficult. And actually that kind of ties in with what I want to say in a minute. But not only was I thinking that this was very good for the environment, but then I was like, how much money does this actually cost? And I mean, even though she is trying to protect the environment, I mean, if you think about it, like a blender, I mean, blenders can cost upwards of like $300, as can a compost system. I mean, that's like $1,000 right there. And like organic foods are so much more expensive than foods that are non-organic or foods that have GMOs. And I was just thinking about like how sustainability in and of itself is a good practice but is it inherently capitalist so that is kind of what I would like to talk about in today's podcast so I know you're probably like oh my gosh Chloe stop talking I don't want to listen to you anymore I promise you I will be joined by someone later in this podcast and that person is my dad (laughs) so Before I get back into what I wanted to talk about, because there are a few things I'd like to go over, I will say that my dad is a portfolio analyst for Raymond James, so he works in finance. I would definitely say that he is a professional in terms of finance. He got his master's, I believe. Actually, he probably received a different degree um, or another further degree at the University of Southern California. So he is very well informed in financial matters. And I decided to talk to him because I thought that he would have something good to say just about sustainability and how it affects and how it affects the economy, but then also just different trends in the economy. Okay, so he can do a much better job of explaining what exactly it is that he does, but I wanted to briefly get that out of the way and explain why it was that I was or why it is that I'm inviting him to speak on this podcast. And then also sustainability is a pretty abstract concept that not many of us talk about. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I just happen to get really into some of these things like that. I don't know. That's just how my brain works. I think it's super interesting to think about trends like this. And I always, I'm not sure if this is like the best thing to do, but I feel as if I'm always kind of preparing for the future, preparing for being an adult, especially because as a junior, I'm beginning to look at colleges, which frankly I've been doing since I was like eight years old because I have severe issues. Um, But what I'm trying to say is, is that I am getting ready to go off and be an adult. And even though I will be living on a college campus and I'm still kind of being monitored by other adults or older adults, people that are older than me is what I'm trying to say. I will have a little bit more freedom and it will be up to me to manage my own schedule. And I'm starting to do that a lot more by managing my doctor's appointments and any therapy sessions I might have because I do that too because, again, I'm an insane individual. (laughs) Um, But just anything that I might have to do in the future, I'm trying to think about that more. So I'm starting to think more about how what I do impacts others, especially because I know that right now I kind of leave that up to my family to decide. And I kind of just either A, go with the flow or B, follow them. And not that that 
that's not good or that's not healthy or unimportant, but I definitely need to start figuring these things out on my own. So anyway, I've just been thinking about this a lot more. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain a few different concepts that we're going to talk about just for a little bit of clarity. And this will be a little bit more of a brief overview of sustainability and economics because I'm obviously not a professional. And even though I do have my dad coming in to talk in some bit of time, he is also not a professional in sustainability. In economics, sure, but in sustainability, no. Actually, really interesting side note, when he was at USC, he got to study abroad in London, and he went to the London School of Economics, and he also went to Japan as well. So he's very well, very well versed in terms of global economics, so I think that that's very interesting. Okay, <laughs> back to my definitions, just so we know what we're going to talk about today. So sustainability is the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level. That's actually the exact exact definition. So I guess what I mean by sustainability when we talk about it today is just being able to conserve, conserve, conserve our resources and ensure that we are not overusing any particular product or being wasteful, I guess. So it's just being cognizant of what it is you're doing in the world and being aware of what you're, yeah, being aware of what you're putting into the world and making sure that it's healthy, I guess. I'm not sure if that made a whole ton of sense. I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Next is capitalism. And capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by state. So capitalism is the American economic system that we currently follow. That gosh, I was like, that's the American economic system that we currently follow. No, duh. I just said it was an American concept. Um, actually, I'm, it's not an American concept, but it's something that we have in America. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. So that is capitalism. And then consumerism, which is another big aspect that is a part of sustainability. And consumerism is defined as the protection or promotion of the interests of consumers. So right now you might be thinking, Chloe, what does this have to do with sustainability? Like literally, what are you talking about? So here is what I'm talking about. So what I was thinking about with sustainability, also when I was thinking about Rachel One, fortunately, Rachel, Rachel One again is the YouTuber because I have gone on so many different tangents since then. Let me briefly clarify who she is again but anyway she was also I guess what she did which I kind of liked that is very different than what we often see about people who are trying to be sustainable but she was like waxing her body hair as opposed to using razors or going to get waxing done somewhere else she actually made homemade wax from very natural ingredients I believe it was like sugar um and lemon juice and maybe some water maybe there was another um product that was used to kind of create that congealed I don't know if congealed is the right word that gooey consistency I'm so sorry I am not terribly informed with those types of terms anyway gelant nope that's not a word either that's not a word anyway she was doing a lot of things from home to be sustainable which I thought was really interesting because a lot of what we see today at least about people trying to be sustainable is 
purchasing sustainable brands. And not that that's not good, but the one thing that I then started thinking about is, is sustainability genuine in today's society or is it a trend? And that's kind of where consumerism comes into play because I feel as if we sometimes just want to buy things because they're popular. And I'm I'm not trying to poke fingers at anyone because obviously I do that too. Remember the whole Adidas trend in like 2018? Yeah, I have a pair of those. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like everyone else. I'm a cliche. I feel like I've definitely gotten better at that. Like I don't just buy things just to buy. I actually don't do that anymore. That was like insecure me, which I'm still insecure. Anyway, this is not what we're talking about. I'm so sorry. I'm like just going off like do do do. Here's all the things about me. No, that's not what we're talking about. Anyway, I feel as if now that people are getting very into the environment because it's definitely being propagated a lot more on national television, like with Greta Thunberg. And I actually wrote another article about Greta last year. I think that she is so, so, so cool. And I personally think that she might be my celebrity lookalike. Comment down below. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I do think that she is my celebrity lookalike, though, if I'm being honest. <laughs> anyway, I feel like climate change has definitely become a much bigger issue, especially because I believe it was last Friday. Um, no, sorry, not last Friday. Last year, September 15th, I believe, there was a silent climate strike that was held in Tampa. And that was very interesting. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is climate change is definitely becoming a much bigger conversation. And that's not to say that it didn't exist before, or maybe that's just me being ignorant from before. <laughs> that's an economic sense. Um, maybe that's just me not being aware of what was happening prior to 2018. Because really, I mean, I didn't... I didn't really start caring about things like I didn't put a specific label on things until I was in eighth grade. Like I feel like I've always kind of cared about doing things for the environment and doing things for other people. Like when I was, <laughs> this is a story time note, side note thing. But when I was like five, I'd pick up trash off the playground with like a little dump truck. I literally thought I was like a cleaning committee or something. Anyway, I feel like I've always kind of had that in me to want to try and help others and want to make a difference, but I didn't really start to label any of these things or really follow up with my beliefs like in the news until I was about 14. Because prior to that, I mostly just like followed what my parents said and I do agree with what my parents say. I feel like I feel like their reasoning is very sound. So I am very fortunate to kind of grow up in a household like that because I feel like we have a very balanced spectrum or a very balanced set of belief in our beliefs in our household because I don't know. I just feel like my parents are very open minded and they're able to see things from a few different perspectives. Anyway, anyway. So when I finally began thinking about sustainability and whatever going back to like this whole trend I was kind of like so why are we trying to be sustainable which is then going back to my question of is sustainability inherently capitalist so I guess what I think about that is is it just a ploy of our economic system to now be sustainable because it is trendy and I was actually explaining this to one of my 
friends. She's actually my tutor in, um, for the ACT, but I think that she's so nice and she's so smart. And I was talking to her about this. Unfortunately, no one else wanted to film this podcast with me. Um, aside from my dad, (laughs) that's kind of depressing. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm very happy to be able to film this podcast. I think it's very interesting that I will be able to get his perspective. But anyway, I was talking to my friend, her name is Courtney, and I was telling her about this podcast I was going to be filming and I was how I was thinking more about sustainability and the impact on the environment and just a whole bunch of different things. And she was like, you know what, Chloe, have you ever thought about how our society is unsustainable? Is unsustainable a word? I'm going to say yes, it is for the purpose of this podcast. If it is not, I am so terribly sorry, but I make up words all the time. So anyway, she had said this, is our society not just unsustainable? And I was like, oh my gosh, Courtney, you are so right. So maybe it's not just sustainability, but what if it's actually society as a whole that we propagate this unsustainable lifestyle because we have so many different trends coming back like all the time, or sorry, I didn't say that right. We have so many different trends that just rotate every other year or something like that. So going back to what I was saying with like the Adidas, that was like 2018. I actually wrote this down. It's like 2018 when I think back all those years ago, I'm like, okay, that was kind of defined by like scrunchies and Lululemon and the Adidas shoes and those like Danish backpack things that have like the little fox on them. I'm not going to try and pronounce the company's name because I just can't and I'm gonna make a fool of myself but you know what I'm talking about you know like those pastel backpacks so anyway that was 2018 and maybe a little bit of 2019 but now in 2020 we're like Doc Martens and ripped t-shirts and um mom jeans and I just I feel like we buy so much of one kind of trend and then it goes out so quickly and we go back into another trend and another trend. So maybe it's really our society that's propagating unsustainable living because even though like a year has passed and like we get new clothes and whatever, but I don't know, it was just, it was this thing that I was kind of thinking about. I was like, that's very interesting that you say that because that's honestly not sustainable to let's say buy like 50 or so pieces of clothing a year. Like that's a lot of clothes. Um, and in my personal opinion, like I'm actually sitting in my closet as I do this because my closet is the quietest room in my house, which is so unfortunate or not unfortunate, but just odd because why would my closet? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm sitting in my closet right now and I'm like looking at my clothes, which I have a lot of because I am not terribly sustainable all the time. And I also hold on to things for dear life because I am a hoarder. But I'm like looking at my closet and I see things from like three years ago. And I'm like, number one, I don't wear some of these clothes anymore because I've kind of outgrown them or I don't know. I just, I filter through my clothes a lot, but I'm just seeing things that have now like gone out of style. I'm like, that is so crazy. Like that is so crazy to me. So anyway, that was kind of my take on trends and fashion with sustainability but another thing that I was also thinking about is minimalism so I don't know if you've heard of a capsule wardrobe but a capsule wardrobe is basically when you take I believe 
10 to 20 pieces um and you just rotate those pieces like every day and you wear them for some people do them for like a month maybe they do them for a little bit longer than a month but it's basically being sustainable in your clothing choices. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, yeah, I would love to be a minimalist. I would love to have a capsule wardrobe. But then I was like, hey, girl, hey. Sorry, I say that to myself a lot. I'm, I'm really sorry. That's really cringy. I was like, Chloe, girl. I was like, we cannot make a capsule wardrobe because I don't have pieces that all fit with one another. Like, that's the thing with the capsule wardrobe. You have to pick, like, nude, not nude, sorry, um, neutral, <laughs> neutral colors or colors that all go together. And I have a lot of pieces that have, like, words on them or are vibrant in different prints and just don't match everything. And granted, is matching the biggest issue in the entire world? Definitely not. Definitely not. But I feel like I'd want to feel comfortable and look good in the clothes that I wear. So as I'm having this thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, I now need to go buy a whole new wardrobe to do this capsule wardrobe idea. And of course, I was saying this jokingly because it's incredibly ironic as a capsule wardrobe is supposed to be sustainable, but here I am wanting to create a capsule wardrobe, and I'm like, I don't have any pieces that would work. So I'd have to buy a whole new wardrobe. And I'm like, isn't that crazy isn't that crazy how that works I don't know I'm so sorry I'm going off on a terrible tangent but again this is me trying to make this comparison between sustainability and capitalism and consumerism as well so that was kind of my take I will now bring in my dad because I'm sure you guys are definitely done with listening to me talk that was mostly my introduction so anyway I'll go do that, and I'll be back in, like, 0.1 seconds. Okay, I am now joined by my dad, Eric Mintz, and he is going to share his insight on the economy and sustainability. Okay, so can you tell everyone what it is that you currently do as a job? Hi, Chloe. (laughs) No, you have to say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. (laughs) First time caller, long time listener here. (laughs) I am a portfolio manager uh, running small and mid cap, that's small and medium sized companies, uh, growth investments. So we look for companies uh, that are valued in the public markets somewhere between $1 billion and $20 billion dollars and try to find the ones that are growing the fastest and uh, hopefully identify those before other investors and um, make investments when those stocks are reasonably valued and then benefit as the share prices go up. Whoa, I think that's the most I've ever understood of your job. (laughs) Okay, so number one, can you define capitalism in your own words? I think the basic premise of capitalism is, um, you know, a drive to uh, generate profits over everything else at the corporate level. Um, And, you know, I think that's the overarching philosophy in a capitalist society is to um, find ways to make excess profits and, uh, and benefit from that. Okay. And how would you define consumerism? 
Well, consumerism is simply uh, consumer spending. And in the U.S., I think there's, you know, over 300 million people. Um, and consumer spending as a whole, I think, represents roughly 70% of our gross domestic product of the overall economy. So it's a pretty sizable uh, piece of the U.S. economy. So obviously, um, this has to do with uh, people's um, confidence levels in their current um, employment and potential future employment and, um, you know, how that translates into whether or not they're comfortable making both large-scale purchases for such as new homes or cars and then obviously things that would go to, to fill a new home, such as furniture and the like. Okay. And how would you define sustainability in, in economic terms, I guess? Well, I don't know if I could define it in economic terms just as much as um, my understanding of the general theme towards sustainability is um, an increased focus, and it's primarily coming from younger um, more environmentally conscious um, consumers such as yourself and your your friends uh, that want to make sure that they are not um, you know leaving a detrimental impact or minimizing the detrimental impact on the environment and I think that to the credit of your generation it's really driving a um, a change in tenor from a lot of companies out there that recognize um, obviously you want to cater to a large and growing demographic like I forget what they call your generation generation Z Um, you want to be attuned to that and um, because of the preferences and tastes of this emerging consumer um, group group of consumers that are demanding, um, you know, more sustainability, uh, you know, products that cater to that sustainability um, is really, it's it's being, it's a very important force because it does circle back to the concept of capitalism and um, the importance of um, generating profits. And to generate profits, you obviously have to sell what consumers demand. And if consumers now are demanding products that have a focus on sustainability or an improvement in the overall environment, um, you know, that's, that's obviously important and that will be part of the capitalist, you know, part of um, a, a, a growth driver for a lot of companies and a, um, a source of profits. Okay, so you kind of already answered this, but how do you think consumerism and capitalism and sustainability are intertwined within our current society. Yeah, I, I would just kind of reiterate the theme of, of my last answer, which is simply that the, you have a increased awareness among consumers of the importance of being a sustainable or, or supporting sustainable products, products that do not have or I should say have less of a negative impact on the overall environment. And that that increased preference is being noticed by companies that obviously sell consumer goods and they're incorporating those features uh, into their products 
and marketing them as such, and that that in and of itself is really driving the change. And it's, yeah, I mean, it really is an interesting concept because um, it's the profits, the promise of future profits by selling to a generation that is uh, that places a high value on sustainability uh, is actually what is driving those changes. And I think that that's actually a pretty important point to underscore because it does actually reinforce capitalism's role in bringing about change. And otherwise, you know, I, I think I think more, you know, I, I wouldn't want to get too political, but there's certainly a mindset that a lot of this change needs to be driven at the government level, at the, you know, by politicians, by political, um, you know, by policies overall. And, and certainly there is some truth to that, but that can obviously be overshot, uh, overdone and, and um, you know, have harmful consequences that might not be, you know, initially appreciated beyond the scope of the legislature. Um, but really, in a capitalist society, when you do have consumers that are focused and care about sustainability, um, that is obviously going to be adopted by um, by corporations that are looking to maximize profits. Okay, so I guess you kind of just answered like part of like my next question, but do you think that it is genuine that people genuinely want to be sustainable or it merely is an aspect of society or like a ploy to make money or to increase profits? I, um, I don't know if the aspect of being genuine, um, is necessarily relevant because I think even if you're, if you're just, you know, buying products that are, marketed as sustainable um you know that you're you're doing things in and of um yourself that are that are helping boost that overall market now and i guess the question is whether or not the companies are telling you something is sustainable when in fact it's not um would be an issue and I, but i just think that you know through social media and through um you know everybody's walking around with cell phones videoing everything that's that's being portrayed or played out in front of their own eyes, um, there really isn't much of a, as much of a scope for people to really be dishonest um, about the way things are made uh, in the current environment. So, I, you know, I think that that's another, probably another trend that obviously has numerous consequences, but, um, but is important to, to consider that your generation, not only are you, you know, let's just call there's a term vigilante, right? That you're, you know, this, this comes up, I guess people think about vigilantes, you know, being members of society that will help, um, rise up against criminals or nefarious behavior. And and maybe that is overstating this, but, um, your generation could certainly be environmental vigilantes where you're coming out and you're saying, okay, we need companies that are going to provide products to us that take into account the detrimental impacts to the economy. And, um, and that's obviously incredibly important. And at the same time, I mean, you know, this does get overshot on the other side, but, but, um, but people are, you know, filming everything now. (laughs) 
Okay, okay, before we go though, um, do you have any idea or any ideas of how we can currently be a little bit more sustainable or just like going, moving forward with sustainability? Like what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, I guess what do you think will happen with society if we move to be a little bit more sustainable? Well, I think that you should actually be telling me the answer to that question because it's really your generation that's driving this trend change. And um, I'm just following the cues of what an emerging consumer class from Gen Z is asking uh, corporations to make. And, and, And that's really the exciting part about watching all this unfold and seeing seeing how it plays out because nobody really knows the ultimate answer to those questions. And, and, and the last person that's going to know the answers is somebody of um, my age, my generation. It's really, this is really something that's, that's being driven by generation Z and, and it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch and learn. So. Wow. Very well said. Thank you. All right. Hi everyone. I'm back. I just finished filming with my dad And I have to say that that was very, very interesting. So I know that I mentioned earlier that I was very interested in economics, but, and I do have conversations like that with my dad quite often, but I don't always, it was nice to kind of hear more, just listen, I should say, because I'm definitely one of those people that likes to talk a lot and likes to share like their own personal experiences, but I think it's equally as important to not only give input, but to receive output if that makes sense. I realize that's kind of a, um, odd analogy, if you will. But anyway, and I wanted to briefly kind of summarize exactly what we kind of talked, even though he did a really great job of explaining, but just like my final kind of opinion, again, this is me wanting to talk all the time, but just what I kind of gathered from what he said is initially going into this podcast, I was kind of ready to sit down and be like, here's sustainability, here's capitalism, here's how capitalism is poisoning, if you will, sustainability. And that's really not what's happening. And I realize that he only has one perspective, and I'm sure that there's so many other perspectives that will probably say otherwise. But, I mean, from a financial perspective, like, even if you would say that sustainability is not terribly genuine, which I knew that my dad was saying that you don't really have that scope because everything is so open and free and I was mostly thinking like in terms of like morality like are we doing this for the right reasons but I mean honestly at this point if we are going to be saving the earth does it matter what our reasons are for and I mean that in like a genuine question like obviously I would like to be honest with who I am but I feel like if the outcome is still beneficial that maybe I'd be okay I mean I don't know I honestly I don't know so I mean that's why we have these podcasts to talk about things like that I mean, if you have an answer, find me in the hallway one day, email me, who knows. But it was just, it was very interesting to hear his perspective, especially because I feel as if much of our national news reminds, revolves around like humanitarianism or actually that's not the right word, but it's more of like a societal effect where we don't always see how economy shapes or how the economy shapes society and obviously we talk about like the Dow Jones and we talk about stocks going up and down but just that there are particular trends that occur 
that kind of dictate what will happen. I feel like we've kind of discussed that a lot more with the coronavirus, but definitely as a teenager, I just, or someone who's not totally well-informed, um, I didn't realize just how big of a role the economy played in our society. And I was also telling my dad at the end that, you know, he was kind of telling me before, like, Chloe, like, I don't know, like, I don't really know all that much about sustainability. And I was like, dude, yes, I call my dad dude. I was like, dude, like, you really were very well spoken right there. Like, you gave a lot of really sound information. And I think that, that it's just so interesting that the economy that seemingly has nothing to do with like sustainability like you are able to develop these trends solely based upon like consumerism and different products like I think that is so 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 cool I mean I don't know about you but to me that's very very interesting um so anyway that was our podcast on sustainability consumerism capitalism kind of all of the above and just kind of talking about our modern economy and I feel like we don't always talk about that 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 often it's really like politics not that politics is not important but I feel like because we are so focused on one aspect of our society it kind of overshadows other aspects that are equally as important or significant those are synonyms but just that they also play a really large role that we kind of forget about so that was very interesting to me um I'm also going to leave a recommendation if you found this to be really interesting one thing that I like to do with my dad is we listen to another podcast it's called Snacks Daily it is super entertaining very humorous but it's basically a daily breakdown of the stocks like it's it's kind of like the skim if you receive the skim in like the newsletter the skim where it's like a breakdown of like weekly news but they do it in terms of economics so I really really find that to be very entertaining so if you really enjoyed listening to us talk about economics then I strongly recommend checking out that podcast and again I can leave that in the description with Rachel Wen. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it because you've basically listened to me ramble and then listened to my dad speak very intelligent talk. (laughs) Jargon, jargon. Let's try and be a little bit more eloquent there, Chloe. Anyway, um, thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed and be sure to subscribe to Akona Online for more information and subscribe to our podcasts and you can find our podcasts on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you get podcasts um yeah thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day